From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis and the Mississippi Delta for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Beale Street Caravan is provided by the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau and the AutoZone Corporation. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Covens. This week, we feature fat possum recording artist, Liz Brasher. Beale Street Caravan contributor, Dr. Barbara Ching, returns to continue her series on the connections between country music and the blues. That's all coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. We have a Bill Street Caravan newcomer this week, a fresh face in the world of Memphis music. Liz Brasher. She's young, and she can sing and play guitar with the best of them. The North Carolina native relocated to be closer to her musical roots and to her record label, Fat Possum Records. And I say that we don't give her back. We're not giving anybody back. She's a keeper, for sure. Liz found her voice like so many. She came up through the church, and her gifts were discovered early and nurtured in that environment. But the Baptist church community Liz grew up in is kind of different from what you and I have experienced in Memphis. Right. It wasn't like a traditional white Southern Baptist church. And it wasn't your traditional African-American congregation either. Liz's family is from the Dominican Republic, and she grew up in the Dominican immigrant community back home in North Carolina. She's first generation. Spanish is her first language, and she came up in a Spanish congregation. Her time singing in the church soon gave way to fronting rock bands in high school. Her talents blossomed, and she became exposed to more music. She followed her gospel roots to Chicago blues, Delta blues, then the country blues, and then she discovered the Memphis soul of stacks and high records. The journey shaping her own sound along the way. Discovering the staple singers, think about it, all these sort of styles, blues and soul, they all seem to co-mingle in the staple singers. And more specifically, discovering Pop's singular guitar style, one of my all-time favorites. That proved pivotal for Liz, and she took off from there. She came to Memphis to do some recording with our friend Scott Bomar at Electrophonic Recording. He surrounded her with some of the best talent the city has to offer. She got a recording deal with Memphis-based Fat Possum Records. And before you knew it, she packed her bags and she moved to Memphis. And we're especially thrilled to have Liz joining us on the program this week. We think our listeners are gonna love her. Here's Liz Brasher, live on Bill Street Caravan. Thank you. 
listening to the sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. Here's more from Liz Brasher.
That was Liz Brasher, live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be right back with more music in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor, Dr. Barbara Ching. It's time now for our feature host, Barbara Ching. She's an author and scholar who does research at the University of Memphis on cultural studies. Her particular interest is the distinction between high and low culture and rustic and urban culture. For her feature host series for Bill Street Caravan, she's examining the relationship between the blues and country music. This week, she talks about the Williams family. The Carter Cash clan may be country music's first family, but Hank Williams and his descendants have drawn just as many royalties. And like early country music stars Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family, the Williamses sang a lot of the blues. The title of Hank's first big hit in 1949, Lovesick Blues, says almost everything you need to know about his music. Written by Cliff Mills and Irving Friend as a show tune, Hank owned two recordings of it. Emmett Miller sang it as a blackface number, and Rex Griffin, a honky-tonker, sang it in 1939 with a yodel. At the end of the second verse, Hank admits that this is all I have to say, but legend has it he was called for six encores of it at his first appearance on the Grand Ole Opry. This is all I can say, I got a feeling all the blues, oh Lord, since my baby said goodbye. Lord, I don't know what I'll do, all I do is sit and sigh, oh Lord, that last long day she said goodbye. She'll do me, she'll do you, she's got that kind of loving. Lord, I love to hear her when she calls me sweet. Daddy's such a beautiful dream. I hate to think it all over. I've lost my heart, it seems. I've grown so used to you somehow. Lord, I'm nobody, sugar daddy now, and I'm awesome. I got the love thick blue. Born in 1923, Williams was dead at age 29, fewer than four years after his first hit. But the blues live on in his family tradition. His son, Randall Hank Williams, better known as Hank Williams Jr., started in the music business at eight years old as a Hank imitator, and he released his version of the Lovesick Blues on the 11th anniversary of his father's death. But he began making a name for himself in the late 1970s. In 1980, he wrote The Blues Man, which tells the story of his family tradition, using the blues to connect him to his father. I'm just a singer, a natural-born guitar ringer, kind of a clinger to sad old songs. I'm not a walk behind. I'm a new note finder. But my name's a reminder of a blues man that's already gone. Hank 
Jr.'s version of Muddy Waters' Manish Boy, recorded in the late 1980s, was one of his declarations of independence. Shelton Hank Williams III, known as Hank III, born in 1972, also links his family tradition to the blues in many of his song selections. His 1999 version of Cocaine Blues, a song recorded by Roy Hogshead in 1948, but made famous in Johnny Cash's 1968 false in prison concert, echoes Johnny Cash loud and clear. But lots of elite folks meet in this song. You'll hear a little bit of the Basin Street Blues at the end of each verse, too. Early one morning while making the round I took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down Went right home and I went to bed I stuck that loving 44 beneath my head Got up next morning and I grabbed my gun I took a shot of cocaine and away I run Made a good run but I run too slow They overtook me down in war is Mexico Laid in the hot joint taking the pill In walked the sheriff from Jericho Hill He said Willie Lee your name is not Jack you're the dirty hack that shot your woman down Yes, oh yes, my name is Willie Lee If you've got a warrant, just read it to me Shot her down, cause she made me slow I thought I was her daddy, but she had five more
that I was dressed in black They put me on a train and they took me back Had no friend for to go my bill They slapped my daughter carcass in that county jail The next morning about a half past nine I spied a sheriff coming down the line He kind of coughed as he cleared his throat He said, come on, you dirty hack to the district court Into the courtroom my trial began Where I was held by twelve honest men Just before the jury started out I saw that dirty judge commence to look about For Beale Street Caravan, this is Barbara Ching. We want to remind our listeners you can find Beale Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Look us up and join in on the fun. For more information, or if you want to get involved, go to our website at BealeStreetCaravan.com. Shoot us an email or sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast. It's available through iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. Speaking of podcasts, check out our newest production, the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, also available through iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's more music to come. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in, we have Liz Brasher with us this week. A few weeks ago, Rolling Stone magazine named Liz's showcase at the South by Southwest Music Conference one of the very best sets of the event, declaring a star is born. She has a brand new album coming out in just a few weeks, April 27th, on Fat Possum Records. The name of the release is Outcast. Keep your eyes and ears open for when that drops. We caught up with Liz at a show produced by our community partners, Folk All Y'all. Folk All Y'all produces a really cool annual house concert series throughout the year here in Memphis. They've been doing this for around a decade, sort of quietly and modestly going about their business. Because you don't want to attract too much attention. Right. You kind of want to build and nurture your own crowd if you want to provide an intimate kind of listening experience. Exactly. And we're incredibly grateful that they allowed us to be part of this show, and we promise to not blow their cover. So Pat sat down and got the scoop straight from Liz Brasher herself. Let's listen in on what they had to say. 
We're gonna take a break from the music and we are in the studio with Liz Brasher. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you for having me. Welcome to Beale Street Caravan. Thanks. I've been doing a deep dive into your music and I'm just like, wow. Another old soul. Has your family, did they tell you that you were? Yes. <laughs> My whole life from the time I could speak, I was being told that I was an old soul in a very little body. That's still me very much. So tell me, tell me about your family. Yeah, my family is from the Dominican Republic, so I grew up first generation U.S. in Charlotte, North Carolina, of mm -hmm. all places in the South. Uh, my mom's one of nine siblings, and they all sing, including my grandma, so we grew up in the church singing all together. Of course, as an only child, that means you're hanging out with a lot of adults. Yes. And you learn to mature faster because Right. It's expected. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you want to keep ear hustling and hanging out with them, too. Yeah, well, and it was also really important for me because, you know, the lineage of my mom and my family ends with me. So to me, it was really important to see everybody else's and to make sure all that keeps going. So I've always loved history in the past, too, mm -hmm. from that. Well, did you go to school thinking that, you know, Mahalia Jackson, yeah, that's a, that's a hit breaker. <laughs> no. <You know? laughs> for me, it was the Beatles, like, really early on. And um, that kind of delved me into the world of like Motown and just pop and everything that was going on in the 60s because my dad loved that stuff. And then um, eventually I was confronted with my lack of Southern music history knowledge. How, wait, how did that confrontation happen? <laughs> so I was in Chicago going to school and I had a drummer at the time who was older than me, of course, like I seek out older people to learn from them and he just confronted me and was like what do you know about the history that came from the south and just music history in general I was like you know what I don't really know anything besides what I grew up with and what I like listening to now and he was like yeah we need to go way back so he started me all the way with the early American hymns with Stephen Foster which then led to the Delta Blues yeah once I hit the blues it was all over what were the connections that you were surprised to hear so, like, when I hit the staple singers early on with VJ records, like, before they were on Stax, mm -hmm. and I heard, like, the blues and the gospel music coming together, I was like, this is my jam. Like, this is what I can do. Maybe yeah. I can attempt this, because I have, you know, the voice that grew up in the church, but I've never played guitar before, and maybe I can try to play, like, pop staples, because it was really simple and singular guitar riffs. And once I heard that, I was like, okay, I, I think I can do this, and... Um, just delved in from there. As a new artist and as a history lover, is that a difficult thing to balance? So for me, it's actually been really unintentional because that's all I'm influenced by primarily. And while I do listen to modern music and I know what modern sounds and what people love now, is for me, it's like I want to imitate what they did back in the day as much as I can. And as much as a new artist tries to imitate those things, you can't do it like they did. Technology is different. Your life experiences are different. So as much as I want to try to do that, it ends up evolving into a totally different sound. And because I am young, I think subconsciously other things come into play too. So my hope is that it does translate as something that harks back to the past but also looks into the future but we won't really know until I guess a few years from now. A few years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your latest record which as we speak it's not out but right. it's out at the end of April and it is like all the buzz. People are talking about you, 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 you. <laughs> South by Southwest, you know, you're being coveted as one of the best showcases that were there. How does this feel? <laughs> 
it's totally wild. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to somebody who has a little girl, like, stood up with a wooden spoon hoping that this would one day be my life, and now mm -hmm. it's actually starting to happen. So it's totally unreal, and it's unreal for a Dominican to be doing that from Memphis right yeah. now. Like, where is that coming out of? You know, total left field, and I love that. So it's just all insane to me right now. So when you get up on stage, what's going through your head through that process? Honestly, this is where Mahalia Jackson comes into play big time because she was the master of doing that and not intentionally. It was just, she was confident in who she was and her and the voice that God had given her and it, she knew it was her job to let other people know that. And so when I get up there, I just think this is what I was made to do. And I'm, I'm not proving anything to anybody, but I'm confident in what it is that I'm doing and I'm going to convey that mm -hmm. to the rest of the room. And my goal by the end of every show is to have the whole room, whether it's a dive bar or the room at South by Southwest or whatever, to have them silent and to hear a pin drop and to make sure that attention is on what's going on because I want every word to be heard. I want every stop, every hit, every change to be heard because I put time into that and the band does too, you know. For the record, you recorded it here in Memphis with Scott Bomar. Yeah. You've got these great musicians that are surrounding you. What do you think was the boundary that they helped you push past? So I always approach my songs and writing from a very minimalistic perspective. And Scott really challenged me with being okay with adding other instruments and losing control of what other people are playing on my songs. So we had Mark Franklin come in and arrange a horn part and a whole string section for yeah. the album, things that I was not even you were envisioning. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it took me a minute to be like, hold on, but once I heard it coming together, I was like, wow, this whole song just expanded into this whole other world. And that's okay too, to lose control and to let other musicians have their say in your song too. So going through, I have so many questions, but we have so little time. So <laughs> we look forward to having you coming back to Bill Street Caravan. And thank you for just taking a second to chat with us. Thank you for having me. We're gonna go back to more music live on Bill Street Caravan.
Listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Here's more from Liz Brasher.
That was Liz Brasher live on Bill Street Caravan. Special thanks to our community partners at Folk All Y'all in Memphis, Tennessee for making this episode of Bill Street Caravan possible. To find out more about Liz, head over to LizBrasher.com. Again, she has a brand new studio effort coming out on April 27th. It's called Outcast, and it's being released by Fat Possum Records. And be sure to check out her tour dates. Chances are she's coming to a music venue near you soon, and it's a show you don't want to miss. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Follow us there. We've always got special features and additional content that we think you'll enjoy. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available anywhere podcasts can be found. We'll be back next week, so see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Bill Street Caravan.